Yo, 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 yo. All right, all right, everybody. So, oh my God, today is, um, it's almost July. It's almost month seven of this bitch. It is, um, June the 28th. Yeah, June the 28th, 2020. Um, back with another episode here kind of been lagging it, but I've had a really busy week, a little stressful week, uh, and I'm organizing, uh, organizing a lot of things, you know, mentally, figuring out solutions to problems and stuff, but I completed a job, I started, I start, I started and completed one job, I finished a project I was doing, uh, at my workshop, and then I also started another job, but I haven't finished. I should finish it early next week. Um, coronavirus is... We're still in the first goddamn wave. And shit seems like it's really getting out of... Getting out of hand again. Like, we're back to how we went when we first started. There's a lot more panic back then. Now it seems that the panic has died off. And the disease is spreading, the virus is spreading at an accelerated rate. The mortality rate isn't there. But what I do see is now, while it seems like a far off type of, it seemed like a far off distant thing, it's now crept closer and closer to myself. I, I now know, like I said, several people now that have come in contact with it or they're close. So I'm on the, you know, anybody can get it and they can die from it. Uh, the chances of dying are are still low, but, you know, it's just you don't know. Like, this is going to be part of the thing, part of the way it goes for the next couple of months and maybe perhaps even years. And a lot of people really don't give a shit about it enough and I feel like you can't guarantee yourself tip-top shape health here you don't know if you just walk outside and you know boom the fucking car runs you over and you're fucking on life support or you fucking something of the nature and then you know you, you get a little COVID and fucking wipes you out like you just can't guarantee yourself that you can't guarantee that you're you know, a lot of people my age, I'm in my 30s, you get your parents, your grandparents who are already old, just don't come down with fucking some sort of cancer or, um, you know, some other debilitating disease. You know, maybe they had a, they needed a hip replacement. They're already weak. You just don't know. And then, okay, well now, because you and your whole entire family don't give a shit, you're out touching and not wearing a mask, you pass it out and it's easy. It's easy, like, the virus to me, this is, this is a virus now that I've really, really thought about it, and now, this virus actually is a perfect virus, it's almost a flaw, it's actually a really dangerous virus, because if you're in tip-top shape health, you won't get the symptoms, or you'll get a mild symptoms, you won't notice it. 
it only really is lethal to the people that are already kind of frail. And thus, people are passing it off as it's just another flu. It's just another this. It's just another that. It's just it's nothing. It's one in a billion, I'm going to die from it. Whatever. One in a million. It's The risks are so low for a normal adult that they really don't see it. And they probably, in their mentalities, I probably already had it. I already beat it. It's nothing happened to me. But it's not designed to kill you. It's designed to spread itself around and infect a new host and, you know, get into a host and stay there, you know, and live. And well, you're living and breathing. It's alive and breathing as well. It's doing what it does. And then it gets passed on. It finds a new host, you know, just like we do as humans. You know, you, you move somewhere, you grow up, you start a little family, you raise them a little bit, and then boom, they're off, off and running. That's how the virus works as well. But the thing is, it kills off frail people. And now this is, it's such a dangerous because you don't know who's, if we don't get a handle on it, or some sort of a vaccine going the next couple of years, this thing could be really, really creepy. You know, like, I know we just passed 500 million deaths. Or not 500 500,000 deaths worldwide. But they could slowly creep up to a million, to two million, three million, four million, ten million, twenty million over the next couple of years. Like, that's just how it could be. And while that is not, you know, 20 million people in the world has got eight billion. You wipe off 20 million people, that's wiping off an entire, and some it's an entire country, you know, some it's, you just don't know, you know, so that's my thoughts on it, I, I believe now, and then you just don't know, you just don't know who, like I said, you don't know how your health's going to be a year from now, even a day or two from now, a lot of people will say, nah, I'm healthy, I eat my vegetables, I work out, I jog, uh, you know, practice safe sex, you know, not an alcoholic, not a drug addict, blah, 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 you know, people are quick to throw that out, but people also forget, hey, you could just literally be running down the street and all of a sudden have, uh, become diabetic, like, that's just how, that's just how it goes, you could get, uh, cancer, you could get anything, and then, you know, now then it's like, shit, you get that, you need to start, your body's already taking a toll, and then you get that, the virus, and it's just bad. So, stay safe, still wear a mask. I mean, limit things, limit shit down to a minimum, you know, lim- minimal contact. Uh, but that's my update on that. And things are slowly starting to reopen. California is juggling what's open, what's not open. Bars are open, bars are not open. You know, it's one of those things. Uh, we're still riding the tide here. Um, but fortunately for me, uh, last episode we talked about Baki. Was it Baki and Black Clover? Yeah, I think it was Baki and Black Clover. Um... This week, or this episode, I don't know, it's been been a minute since I've done an episode, you know, past my usual several days or weekly episode, but 
I've been listening to some music. Uh, Lamb of God just dropped an album. Emir just dropped an album. The Ghost Inside dropped an album. And dropped another. There's been a slew of heavy music to come out recently. And I've been trying to absorb it all. And that takes time because every record is 40 minutes, 35 minutes, an hour long. You know, not not an hour, but between 30 to 40 minutes. And you don't want to listen to it a couple times through before you get, make any, you know, any... um critiques about it or praise about it. Uh, but the three I want to talk about is Lamb of God, uh, The Ghost Inside, and Emir. And I'll start with the new, the oldest of the, of the new, that is The Ghost Inside. The Ghost Inside put out an album um, entitled The Ghost Inside, self-titled album. And I gotta say, this compared to you know, Dear Youth, and even a little bit of uh, Get What You Give, they they went a little bit heavier. There's not so much... I, I think... I, I think the Ghost Inside... I mean, I don't want to speak for the band or anything, but I think the Ghost Inside... It just came out swinging for the fences. They came out swinging, uh, swinging, swinging heavy for the fences. They came out, uh, you know, they had their last year in July. They had their, you know, they had their comeback show in LA that I attended, you know, and I, and I believe that all the, all the positivity, like the tears and the, and all of that. And that sort of aspect of it, like, you know, they're back, you know. It, to me, the show was set up, like, almost if it was, like, a farewell, but also a kind of, like, we're going to see them one more time type of deal. They had everybody sign this big banner, um, limited merch, things of the nature. It almost seemed like if they were putting the band to rest, like, okay, they owed everybody one last show, you know, now that memory, you know, but to me, I, I think the band felt like that was the wrong approach for themselves, because they weren't done, I mean, of course they have lives, of course, you know, there have been a long couple years for them since, you know, that fateful night, and you know, they had a lot of bills to pay. But I think, I think the band took that. I was like, well, why are people writing us off as we're dead? Why is it that that's how we're viewed? Like, that they're not going to make no more music or, or what the fuck? Like, so I think that they actually got angry at that kind of, that kind of how they were being and maybe a little bit had to do with a little bit of the industry as well like you know a lot of people were like well they did their it's a farewell show or you know what's in store we don't know the band doesn't know and maybe that that they got kind of annoyed with it maybe they got well, I, they, in in some of the songs 
point blank, they just say they're tired of that, you know, so that this out uh, that goes inside their their newest album, the subtitle album, just was it's heavy and it's rambunctious and you know there isn't much sing along songs in there. I think there's like one song where there is some singing and chorus. There's definitely they took to me they took a little bit of the punk element out of their music as well. This, this is just a straightforward hard a hard heavy hitting album like um like I said I, I have been into the ghost inside you know me and my bro you know we were talking about seeing them then they got into an accident and I was like okay you know I and I've talked about it before and I was like well there's nothing you can do anymore like but I kind of just kind of because they didn't do anything either for a number of years it kind of let them go I, uh then I started listening to them on Spotify, and then I was like, oh, you know, they got some stuff. So I went back and listened to most of their stuff. And you see the progression from it being just, like, really heavy to being a little bit more of a mixed vibe, but still kind of heavy. Like, Dear Youth is heavy in, in some aspects, but there's a there's some singing to it. That you, could see the, that you could see the transition that they were going in, and then this album just reverted back to, like, old TGI and it's just it's just a heavy album. Unseen is like the only really slow paced song on there but it's only slow a little bit. Uh and then the the ending song it does end with a little bit of you know chorus and singing. But the the rest of the songs on there are just heavy straight heavy straight breakdowns, beatdowns, chuggy chug chug and you know let's get to business here. As well as some of the lyrics, you know are, you know, they were being they, they just they were being written off as being dead, like the band was done. And I felt I feel as if the band is trying to relate that no and stop talking about us in that way. Like we don't want to relive that moment the rest of our lives. Like we're a band, we're still making music, and we want to move forward. Like, they want to move forward amicably. Um, <laughs> if you know where that's from, kudos. If you don't know where that's from, <laughs> get fucked. <laughs> um, but yeah, that, I mean, I, 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 I like the album a lot. I mean, I was, I've listened to it probably like four times through. And you listen to it for I can, like I said, I visualize some of the songs. I'm like, yeah, you know, I would be dope to see 1333, you know, as soon as the drums kick in, like, you know, that song's just a straight one minute of beat down. So that'd be kind of dope to see live. Um, but we don't know when music's coming back to being live in people's face. So. You know, you got plenty of time to listen to it and learn the songs if that's the route you're going to go. But at the same time, uh, you know, it's just, it's just, a you know, it's coming out with the albums now is almost, 
I know you want to keep the fans, but the, it's just hard because there's no live shows happening. And, you know, but I, I, I do think that this album is great for them. Because I wouldn't mind hearing most of these songs. You want to splash in some of those old, those great oldies, you know, that people have been, you know, gravitated to over the years. But this is a great, uh, this was a great, you know, move for them. Because I think, I think they could have gone with the more somber tone. And I really think that's, I think people were, I think people were expecting that. And then, but this completely is like, no, nah, this is just raw anger towards, you know, that sentiment that people had towards him. And I, I think it's fantastic. I, like I said, I like the album. Um, I'll have way more time to listen to it, you know, more in-depth than I already have, you know. Uh, but I would, you know, I'll probably put it down here soon and then pick it up, you know, over time and then... As soon as I know, like, oh, hey, they're going to come on tour in the next couple months, you know, you grab a ticket and then you st- you start throwing on a little bit of Ghost and so you get yourself prepped up, psyched up for a show, you know, that's the, that's the company, but nobody knows when that is, so, I mean, but I would recommend going and listening. If you're a fan of heavy, hardcore music, metalcore, whatever, it's a, it's a slam dunk no-brainer for me, it's a... Uh, it's great. It's a, it's a great album. It's very heavy. It's right up my alley. Right up in most hardcore people's alleys. Um, yeah, go take a listen to this. Ghost Inside subtitled album dropped a couple of weeks back. If you haven't listened to it, go listen to it. Uh, it's pretty good. Moving on, uh, Emir is... Emir's new album, Hindsight. Uh... I, it's to me the hindsight is not as good as look at yourself their their album before hindsight but I, hindsight to me it's got it's got more of what Ymir actually is then look at yourself did and see i i think but i'm not like i'm not going to speak for frankie or or any member of me or or i don't want this podcast coming back when it's got 50 this and somehow somebody taking a clip out of it out of what i'm going to say and be like hey he's talking shit no i'm not talking shit um i think this album hindsight as far as what Emir or Frankie want to do is probably more to what Emir was is aiming for and is after musically, and it's it's a uh, Emir is a hard band. I mean, Emir is a very very challenging band to describe because this is Emir. And I want to say, Frankie is a of the Fred Durst of the new age, sort of. The in in the sense of how 
he, I think, portrays himself and also how, and, he, and it's, you want to say Emir is the Limp Biscuit of Deathcore? If, if Limp Biscuit and, you know, Suicide Silence or Limp Biscuit and, Or, or like that version of corn that was more new metal. You put those bands combined with you put, you know, like Slaughter to Prevail or, you know, any deathcore band out there. I mean, there's a, a solo um, Oceano. If you combined, you know, Nookie with Unanswered, you get. A sort of a version of Emir. And that's where Emir is, because Emir's got I from Goodbye to the Gallows forward, I listened to like the first Goodbye to the Gallows, I listened to uh the respect issue. And then I kinda dipped off somewhere in between uh those two albums. We're not, I mean, those albums are on alphabetical order, but I dipped off somewhere around Speaker of the Dead because I didn't really listen to Eternal Enemies or Slave to the Game or Felony for that much. But I listened to The Respect Issue, Goodbye to the Gallows, and Speaker of the Dead. Is like, I pulled some songs from there. Outside of that, I, I lapsed a little bit. You know, but I kept listening. I listened to him because my brother had was listening to him, so I would listen to it. But to me, it feels like Emir is ready to really like. They're they were trending that way. They didn't want to just be your basic metalcore band or your your basic, because that that's that kind of a genre is kind of coming along. Uh, Dance Gavin Dance is sort of in that alley. I see stars is sort of in that, but they they are a little bit more synth and a little bit more synth emo, a little bit more tailored for bitches, you know. And I hate to throw I see stars and Dance Gavin Dance and fucking a million of those other bands that are sort of like them, you know. As well as like fucking Sullivan King, like those those bands all kind of loosely corny. Emir's the only one that is like you know straight up fuck that. I'm heavy. You're gonna get some fucking heavy beats to go along with the little bit of fucking the little bit of the new metal core, the Limp Biscuit vibe, that kind of a sound. But they're going to maintain the death. And and I actually think this album, while I said it's not, I don't think it's as good as Look at Yourself. It's probably more to what they want to be as a band. Because I, I think, you know, like to me, I think there's a song that it's called uh, Persona No Grata or something like that. Let me see here. Persona, 
non grata. To me, that's one of my favorite songs on the album. Uh, but it's not entirely like a hardcore song. It's not. Yeah, you, I don't even know what you would describe it as. It's just music. It's heavy. It's kind of different. It's kind of what that band is. And yeah, I you can march to almost all of these songs. Two o three. To me, that kind of reminds me of. Uh, other old school, you know, new metal songs like stuff from Cold Chamber, stuff from Early Corn, you know. And then I, I want to say like a little bit of the album is straight beat down, and the rest of it is kind of like more experimental ish. Uh, but I think this album is much, much more to a Emir wants to be going forward, you know, especially with the new members and all that. Uh, as a straight, as a straight metalcore, deathcore, hardcore fan myself, look at yourself is better. But then again, it, it's not that. Look at yourself to me was more metalish, you know, just like how Speaker of the Dead kind of was more metalish than. What I think that what I think Frankie wants his band to be, because I think if you just if you were to put him straight up in a metal atmosphere, Emir can hold its own weight, but I don't think they're that good in that aspect. Not not that they're not good, but that, like they kind of. They're not. They're never gonna tour with Slayer or I mean not not like Slayer, but. It, the, the fan's not going to match up. It's, it's just a, it's a mismatch. He's a mismatch, you know, all into himself. The, the band is a mismatch for most bands that they tour with. Um, but there's that's what makes them unique. You know, they're, you know, straightforward, like, like, right cut. Like, they're, they're sort of this new metal band, but they're sort of, Deathcore and and to me, bury your dead. Tried that a while ago and it did not. To me, it did not work. Even though those songs have grown on people, you know, over the years. To me, it didn't work. It actually tripped up that band a lot because then they reverted back to how they used to be. They just didn't pull it off. Emir pulls it off, and I'm not exactly sure what the difference is, other than maybe Frankie. Knows what he's talking about. Knows what he's doing. Maybe the producers are like, okay, we see where you're going with this. Maybe the things lined up. I don't know why it didn't line up for Bury Your Dead. When Bury Your Dead, Cover Your Tracks was like, to me, one of the most groundbreaking hardcore albums of all time. Followed up by Beauty of the Breakdown. And it just, something about it didn't translate well to people. Obviously, there's... A lot of Barrier Dead fans who would say no, but it just, it didn't. It, it didn't translate well. Like, I don't know why it didn't. Perhaps they didn't go fully to the new metal aspect of it, like Frankie does. Perhaps, you know, it wasn't hardcore enough. I, I don't know, maybe it wasn't, maybe just the style is just off. Maybe the way to get 
you know how how successful Ymir is is to just fucking have the new metal be straight up death metal like that's the natural tra- transition of it it's like Papa Roach transitioning into fucking Slaughter to Prevail. You would never in a million years, like, wow, fucking, they're going to turn into uh, Chelsea Green all of a sudden. Like, you would never in a million years believe that bullshit. But somehow Ymir does it. Um, I think I think overall the album is, fun- is, is phenomenal. It's really good. I've I listened to it now, like, two times through... I actually listened to it like two in the third time through. The first time I listened to it, I only got to like I've Seen God or the song before that. And then then I listened to it one whole time through. And then I, I just listened to it today all the way through. And I was like, you know what? It's not a, it's not a bad album. No, by no means, uh, to me, by no means is it this suck. I, I didn't. There's more than plenty of good songs on there that you could you could fucking just straight up, you know, crack your knuckles and fucking go to work. Uh, there's more than enough fucking heavy in it to keep me mildly, if not highly, entertained through most of them. And there's enough of it. He throws in, you know, that's another thing. Maybe. Frankie's got, and Frankie's got a little bit more hands on reality, in a sense. I mean, there's, in some of the songs, there is, well, first and foremost, when I said, when I said before, like, he's a, the Limp Bizkit of Deathcore, I said, I've stated that before in other, in another podcast, like, like, if you combine the two bands, you would get something Sort of like in a mirror, but to me that becomes evident. The very first song has that fucking stupid ass machine that Limp Bizkit be using. Uh, um, I think it's Behind Blue Eyes. They have that same machine in the very first song, and who else used that? Remembering never used it once. They have I don't know what it what an effect it is or what machine it is, but I know a lot of bands use it. But uh, it's more it was more of a new metal thing, actually more of a Limbisky thing. But Emir used it. I think he got away with it as well. And then in Thundermouth, there is gibberish in there, like. I don't, but I don't know if that's a shot at Corn. And I think the second song on there is a shot at. Um, let me see. What's the second song in this whole trash folder? I think that is a shot at Attila and Franz. Franz in particular. Uh, because I don't know who the fuck he could be else he could be talking about sounding like him other than Attila. Attila's like the only other band that is even in the same field as Emir, but they're not in the same, they're not, they're not close to each other. They're so far apart, but there's, I mean, I don't know, like, I don't know, I, I can't, I don't know who else he could be talking about jocking his style and, and his fucking lyrics and verses, 
There could only be like a handful of people. So I think he was taking a shot at uh, Franz and Co. Uh, which is okay. I mean, it is it is what it is. Uh, but yeah, I think the album is, is pretty good. I, I, I like I said, listen to it twice. I might listen to it again. You know, if uh, if I know any mirrors coming around to play, I might throw it on just to brush up on some songs. It would be a treat to see some of the songs I mentioned live. Uh, Persona non grata would like to see the second song. Trash folder is really good. Um, yeah, there's a couple of songs on there. I mean. Pan's Dream, I think that's the name of the song too. Uh, that song to me, it starts. They had, they were onto something in the intro of that song, and then he went sideways with the music. But it's not a bad song either. To me, it's the album's a little bit more new metalish than than Look at Yourself. Uh, Look at Yourself was a little bit more hard than this. But you know, kudos to your mirror for being fucking unique and just doing shit their own way. That's what Frankie uh doing things his own way and uh not giving a fuck. So you know go listen to the album. That was the new my my take on the new Amir. Obviously listening to the album a couple times through I can't really speak as to the all the lyrics of it because I don't know them all. But that's why I think I think it's a phenomenal listen. You you know you want to See what Emir's up to, you know, the Emir cult as it, as it is. Take a listen to it, you know. It's fresh off the press. This one is really new. It just came out the other day. I think on Thursday or Friday morning. And I've had a chance to listen to it twice. And I, I enjoyed it. It was a pretty good album. Um, like I said, nothing, nothing too bad. Uh, the last, you know what? And as, as a matter of fact, the last album... And it's somehow linked together for me. The last album that I was eyeballing and then it just completely failed me was Wage Wars Pressure or Diamond or whatever the fuck that album's called. They completely dropped the ball there. Uh, I, like I said, let me see, let me go back. Let me find Wage War here. Uh, Wage War... You know... Pressure. They, you know, and that's because I seen Ymir Wage War. That was the last time I seen Wage War, and it was with Ymir. But Wage War, I don't think I'm just a homer gonna say that every album. Wage War's Pressure album I did not like. No, I I can't. I, I listened to it twice and have yet to even. As a matter of fact. I have yet to even... I've lost so much interest just in seeing that band for that album. Uh, unless somehow they come out the gate the next the next time with the next effort and being being heavy again and being fucking more metalcore-ish, uh, uh, you know... I, I don't... What that, like, they completely lost me as like a fan. I, I was... I liked them when I seen them. I thought they were fucking pretty good, and then they just, they laid a goose egg, bro, uh, on that, on that's my opinion, I mean, there's a, I'm sure they got a lot of fucking women and fucking a lot of big money behind them, and they're 
wage warring it up somewhere. But I mean, as far as me, it's not, I'm not there and I'm not their targeted audience. So I'm not the I'm not their targeted audience. So therefore, I am not a listener anymore. Especially not that I might dip a little into their old stuff on occasion. But definitely not this new shit. Their new shit was whack. As was musically, it was a little bit. They're not that to me. Musically, Wage Wars pressure album is not on par with some of these other bands that do the, what they try to do. Um, they're not on par. So there's that. Uh, but beyond that, you know, I don't want to be trashing, bringing them into for this conversation for no reason. But I did see Emir and Wage War together last, and Wage War just happened to put out a dud for me, so it didn't, you know, didn't do nothing for me that album. But moving on, I, I, I also listened to Lamb of God's self-titled album, Lamb of God. Ironically, it's the two self-titled albums, you know, in a row here, or, you know, and, and I gotta say, I haven't listened to Lamb of God since Sacrament, which is, I don't even know, let me go find Sacrament, because <laughs> I don't know how many albums ago that was, let me see, oh shit, those are the top songs, Sacrament, I, and I didn't like Sacrament, Sacrament is like two albums ago. Maybe three. I'm not exactly 100% sure. But it, it's it's a while ago. I didn't... I, you know, As the Palace is Burned and Ashes of the Waker, those are some classic metalcore classical albums. Like, those albums are your quintessential, like, is it a hardcore album? Is it a fucking metal album? Is it a metalcore album? What is it? It's everything combined. It's fucking so in your face. And there are so many legendary songs off of Ashes of the Wake and As the Palace is Burned that it's hard to just be a fan of heavy music and not come across a Lamb of God fan. Whether It doesn't matter if you're hardcore or metalcore or metal or and it's also hard if you're even a hardcore fan that doesn't like metal or a metal fan that doesn't like to not fucking listen to Lamb of God however Sacrament to me was not I don't know who you know the band is gonna tell you that that shit and, and honestly if you even get into an argument with somebody, they'll be like, well, you're not a musician. You Let's see you fucking make music and blah, blah, blah. But to me, there was something missing from Sacrament. To me, it was more... that Just that tinge of gritty gringe to it, it was missing. It was, seemed like it was way overproduced. Um, and it was too laid back for me. Like, the, And I even think Sacrament is... Um, labeled as like a more of a fucking like a vibe album more of a like this is just a heavy music but it's kind of like heavy music for 
your casual heavy listener it's not like so much um like into the core or the, the really really heavy aspect of it but so since then i didn't like i listened to sacrament probably like i try and i've tried bro i try to listen to sacrament and get into it and it just it doesn't do it for me as a matter of fact most of the people that are in my close circle don't listen to that album that much either. And as a matter of fact, most of them dipped off from that, from that album. I mean, I don't know anybody who's like, hey, listen to fucking this other Lamb of God album. Listen to this other shit. Like, that's pretty good. Like, here, this is this new Lamb of God. Like, I didn't, nobody since those olden days of Ashes of the Wake has been really on that Lamb of God vibe. Even though the band is still there, even though... Uh, I haven't seen them in a, in a while either. I kind of don't like the tours that they do, that they're on most of the time. They pick more heavy metal tours, and I'm like, well, dog, like, I don't want to fucking go to see Slayer. I don't want to, like, fucking watch Megadeth. Like, Megadeth, to me, doesn't do it. They don't do it for me. And Lime of God gets on those bills, and then you don't hear from them for a cool minute. Uh... So, I mean, I've been, like, i just been out of the loop of Lamb of God, like, completely. And in this quest that I'm on right now, like, I'm learning Japanese. There's coronavirus going on. Fucking the movie theaters. I, I was like, okay, well, Lamb of God came out with a new album. Well, I don't got nothing much else better to do than to listen to music. So at least that's something's going on. So I threw on this self-titled album. And not knowing, I, I kind of went into it with a fresh mind. I didn't really have an opinion. I was like, well, you know, maybe they, you know, maybe they went, I don't know. I didn't know what to expect. And uh, I was pleasantly surprised. I I didn't really, like I said, I didn't really have a, I didn't really have like, Oh, this got to be heavy. I wish to go back to Ashes Awake. I just, I haven't really been listening to him since that since that time. Uh, so I didn't really come into it with like, a, okay, well, how are they gonna follow that up, or is it gonna be heavier, or brutal, bring back the heavy? I don't know what's going on on fucking. Uh, it looks like nine Sturm and Drang. No, that is seven. Sturm? Sturm and Drunk? Sturm Undrunk? I don't give a fuck. I don't even know if I'll even listen to the album. Or Resolution. Uh, I just don't know. I don't know if I'll listen to it or not. It's not like like I'm going to like... I, I, already, I already missed my time. If there is a good song on there and you guys... If I'm missing some shit, let me know. But... Let's get into this Lamb of God, Lamb of God. Uh, Memento Mori kind of starts off slow pace, but if you listen to it at a high volume, you kind of get... I kind of get it. I'm not going to sit here and say that I didn't understand it, but I kind of get it. It was like you got lulled into a lullaby into sleep, and then, you know, it's wake up and boom, you get hit with fucking... Your quint to me, your quintessential sound that is Lamb of God. Um, it's a kind of a heavy, you know, 
um, Randall's fucking, or Randy's fucking, um, his vocals come through. Uh, he hasn't changed was changed much vocally over the years, which is wild to me because I mean you would think like he would tone down the like the little how he you know now you know you would figure he would tone that down but he has he really hasn't uh it's still going pretty strong with it so you know momentum more is what I I actually like I like that and I like the second song uh the second song is checkmate checkmate is really good uh, the CD is only 10, 10 songs long. And, like, I've listened, I listened to it, like, just like it was about two and a half times through. Uh, and I always say two and a half times because I listened to, uh, I listened to, Moment, I think I listened to Momentum more a while ago. And I, I don't know which other song I listened to because it was, um, because, I, again, I had nothing better to do. So I just randomly was like, oh, there's another single from, I listened to, like, three of the songs before the album was even, like, released. And then when the album was released, I also listened to Poison Dream with Jamie Jessica. I was like, well, let me see what's cracking in the hate breed world. And I li- so I listened to three or four songs before the album, or like as the album came out. I had already heard heard three or four songs, and then I've now listened to it like twice from from start to finish. Uh, to me, the best song. Uh, there's two songs to me that absolutely stand out as they were my favorite songs on the whole album. That's uh, New Colossal Hay and On the On the Hook. Uh, on the hook is if on the hook is the as the last song on the album. If they could do the entire album of that, the album would be fucking phenomenal. I understand they don't want to probably, but on the hook is a, that's a fucking jam. Uh, as far as the other songs, they they. I don't want to say they strayed too much from a Lamb of God sound. So, I mean, they're pretty much, you're going to, Lamb of God, I'm assuming, put an album, album you're going to get a Lamb of God album. You're not going to get mixed. I don't I don't hear no singing on an album. I don't hear no fucking lullabies in it. That shit didn't take me for surprise or anything like that. I don't, you know, you didn't get like, um, you didn't get anything out of the ordinary on the albums. You got your, what I'd imagine Lamb of God used to be, it still is. Like, they got, that's what you got. Um, but I think the album is pretty good. I mean, I, it's really heavy. It's got, it's got its moments. I think, like I said, uh, New Colossal Hate is a phenomenal song, as well as On the Hook. Um, Checkmate is good. There, there's several good songs on there. There's some that I'm like, I, I don't really know. I can't tell you anything special about them, but I can tell you the very end song is, is phenomenal, man. I mean, uh, that song I would like to listen to over and over more times through uh, 
but yeah, the the album's good. I mean, like I said, they I hadn't listened to Lamb of God in such a long time as I have a listener, and, and you know, I wouldn't have necessarily listened to it if it just didn't drop at this moment in time, because there isn't nothing much going on in the real world to where it pull you, you know, like oh, I'm gonna go to the movies, oh, I'm gonna fucking party this weekend. Um, and I fucking watch some baseball games, you know. You watch a baseball game, you watch your movie, a couple hours, and you go to parties, a couple hours. Those are hours that are taken away from listening to music. Uh, and so not doing those things, I've actually started listening to a lot of music. Uh, like I said, I've listened to And, and I haven't finished the whole album, but from what I've listened to so far, like the first three or four songs, it's fucking phenomenal. Um, there's other albums coming out, and there's albums, like, I listen to all of DK from the Acacia Strain. I, I would like to fucking listen to it straight through. Uh, I know the band didn't do that, but uh, I would like to listen to it straight through, and I just listen to two at a time. Uh, but this Lamb of God album is pretty good. I mean, if you're a Lamb of God fan, I'm assuming you're gonna like this album. Uh, I... I gotta say, there's some there's some songs I like on there, and I gave it an honest listen. So, I think this album, and hopefully, maybe that's what it is. They got, I think they got away from what they were good at and what they wanted to be uh, on Sacrament. I mean, but did they pull me back? I mean, I would love, I would love to see Lama God again, but I want to see them with Knock Loose. I want to see them with. Um, you know, the occasion. I want to see them with some of these bands that are coming up, you know, Candy. Candy, if you if you don't know Candy, uh, go listen. There's some of their shit as well, bro. Um, but I would like to see Lamb of God with, uh, with some of these new hardcore bands. Like, bring them up along. Like, they, like the music brought him along. You know, I would like to see uh, I would like to see that Boston, uh, you know, connection that that I would like to see Lamb of God and fucking Unearthed and fucking Kill Switch Engage that fucking those trio of bands are kind of I would like to see that shit again like give me that shit stop going on tour with these fucked up random ass bands Randy uh, uh. Lama God, Chelsea Grimm, I mean, you know, like a fucking uh, uh, Spite tour, you know, give me something like that. Stop going on these fucking bullshit tours, you know. You know, give, give the fans, bring, bring it back to the little bit of the fucking metalcore arena, Randy. Like, let's get it going here. You know, we'd love to have you back. Like, come back. Fucking stop giving. And that's and that's another, you know, going, speaking of who gets on a Emir is always on some bullshit. They, that was the one thing I hated about Emir in the past. Uh, I often spoke to my brother about it, and I was like, you know what? I can't fuck Emir being the best band on a fucking tour is, you know, it's not a bad thing, but it's also not a good thing because it would be the best band on a fucking t- on a tour that fucking sucked. And I was like, dog, I'm not gonna go fucking see Emir open up or play second and then fucking watch some other bands that fucking suck. Like, that shit sucks. Well, that It's a deterrent. Like, fuck. Like, I'm gonna just go see Ymir. It's the only good band on there. 
Uh, and they're like not even the headliners or even like the second headliner. Fucking third run, fourth run. Like shit. Emir has since, I have since seen them like two or three times since. And I'm like, okay, now they're getting on at least a little bit better of tours. Like I would love to see them with Motionless and Why. I'd love to see them with fucking... You know, the case straight I would love to see them run that shit back with Sanction. Uh, there's other bands out there. You know, C Space Cowboy, they're kind of in the vein of your there's other bands they, they like they they can they can run it up again, like but they gotta run it up with somebody. I don't I'm not gonna go fucking see them with Dance Gavin Dance or fucking uh some other bullshit. You know, not, I'm not gonna do that. Uh, but that, that goes likewise to Lamb of God. Like, I, I don't want to see Lamb of God with fucking, uh, you know, some other bullshit fucking band that doesn't fucking matter to me. Like, you know, so it is what it is, guys. That That's going to be it. That's my musical review. Go listen to Emir. Go listen to fucking The Ghost Inside. Go listen to uh, Lamb of God's new shit. It's all fucking pretty good. Uh you know, it's good. Some of that shit is really, really good. It's, to me, it's fucking, you know, it's what you want in some heavy shit, man. Some fucking heavy music. Uh, as far as you guys, I, I mean, I don't know what else is coming out new, what I'm going to give a little review on. I don't know what's on the deck for me this week. I may be moving out of my spot. You know, finally going to get my own little spot, little room somewhere. Uh, but I don't know what's on tap for next week. Hopefully, I can finish Queen of the South. I've only watched like three episodes out of ten. haven't had the time. But uh, I'm going to get another episode up as soon as I fucking finish some shit off. Oh, I'm probably going to do more more Netflix shit because the order, the order came out. And then, um, The Order Season 2. And I should finish off Black Clover sometime in the next, hopefully, month or so. I mean, I, I was already on, like, episode 100 and something, and there's only 130. So, you know, that's coming down the pike as well. Uh, and as far as anime goes, I don't know where I'm going after that, Godzilla, the big Godzilla news. Godzilla got pushed back till next year. Fucking sucks. Uh, but yeah, that's it, guys. That's it for this episode. I'm going to get this posted up here soon. Um, stay tuned to the next episode, all right? Late.